Good morning. Welcome to today's Chumash with Rashi Chitas. We're holding Parshas Bereshis. We're going to be learning now Shvi, the seventh portion. And we're holding its Parakei, Pasik Chafei. Pasik says, We're going to continue now. On the to discuss the years of these people who lived. So Mr. Shalak lived 187 years. And he had Lamach. Mr. Shalak lived after he had Lamach 782 years. And he had sons and daughters. And all the days of Mr. Shalak were 969 years and he died. Ches, and Lamech lived 182 years, and he had a son. From him, what does it mean? From him, who the world was built. Lamech called this child the famous Neach. Lamech, he says, The Neach, this one will give us rest from our work. And from the toil of our hands. Which Hashem has cursed. Rashi says, This one will give us rest. He will give us rest from the toil of our hands. Now, before Neach was born, or came around, they did not have plowshares, and he prepared these tools for them. And the land was producing thorns and thistles when they sowed wheat because of the curse that Adam got. And when Neach came, it was Neach. It was, it was settled. And this is what it means. This one, um, this one of Yenachamenu. Now, Rashi says that uh, if you're not if, if we explain the word according to the simple or the apparent meaning, then this one will console. In other words, if we explain the word according to the apparent meaning, this one will console as the child should have been called Menachem. Right? Because he's being Menachem. So therefore, Rashi says that what does it mean, Yerachamenu, is that the ground uh, now became, uh, the curse subsided, and um, that's why he was called Neach. And Lamech lived after Neach 595 years. So, sorry, Lamech lived after he had Neach 595 years and he had sons and daughters. And the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. Neach was 500 years old, and Neach had Shem, Chom, and Yafas. So Rashi says, 500 years. Omer of Yudan, Yudan said, What's the reason that all the generations had children at approximately 100 years old, and Neach had children at the age of 500? Why did Neach wait so long? Hashem said, if these children are wicked, they will perish in the, in the flood. And if 
They are righteous, I will burden him and making many tevis, many arks. So what happened was, is he closed the fountains, and he did not have children until the age of 500 years old. So that the office, his eldest son, should not be chayev for punishment before the mabel. As the Pasuk says, for the youth who is 100 years old shall die. This means that the age when he will be higher for punishments in the future, as so it was before, Mantera, 100 years old. So he waited uh, that the children should not be Raya uh, for Chiv Misa. Now, the Pasuk says he had shame, Chom, and Yafas. But we know Yafas was the oldest son. So why does it start off with shame? The reason why he's mentioned first is because you first talk about the one who was righteous, who was born mal circumcised, and from whom Avram was descended. Holy now, Pasik Aleph and Perak Vav. And it came to pass when Adam, when man uh, commenced to multiply upon the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them. Now, base, the sons of the nobles saw the daughters of man, that they are beautiful, that they are beautifying themselves. And they took for themselves wives from whoever they chose. So the sons of the princes and the judges. Another explanation, These are the the princes uh, who are the princes who go as messengers of Hashem. They too were mingled with them. Every Elihim entails an expression of authority. And this will prove. And you shall be to him as an Elihim. See, I made you a Lord. When you are beautifying himself. Now, Rebuda says it's written Toivois. Instead of Toivois, it should have been spelled Tesvav, Vez Vav Tav. But it says Toivois. So it can be read as Tevis. It can be read as Tevis, meaning to beautify. So Rashi says, When they would beautify uh, her, adorn her to go into the Chuppah, a noble would come and have relations with her before getting married. Even a married woman, even males and females. Now, so what happened? They were pushed. Uh, they were they were shtufe bezima. So Hashem said, So Hashem said, "Let my spirit not fight forever concerning man, because he's also flesh. And his days shall be 120 years. Which means, let my spirit not complain and fight because of man." For a long time, behold, my spirit is fighting within me whether to destroy or to have mercy. 
So let my let my let this coral uh, not be in my spirit. For a long time. Because he's also flesh. Because he's also boy. Because this is also in him that he is also only flesh. Nevertheless, he does not subordinate himself before me. So, what if there were fire or hard substances? How much more, how much greater would the, uh, this, uh, this uh, insubordination be? So Rashi says, he says, so similar to this is until the Vera arose, as if a written Shakamti, and similar that you are speaking to me as if it were written Sha'ata, so too Bishagam is like Bishagam. And his days shall be at Kuf Api. In other words, until 120 years, I will delay my, my anger. But if they do not do Shuvah, I will bring a flood upon them. If you're going to ask the Chayyim Yefes till when he was born, he was, it was only a hundred years. There is no sequence of earlier and later events in the Teda. This decree had already been issued twenty years before Neach had children. And you find this also in Seder Elam. There are many midrashim, but on the words layadun, but this is the clear, simple explanation. Dalit, anefilim hayibaris beyamayim. The anefilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of nobles would come to the daughters of men, and they would have children. They are the mighty men who were of old the men of Anshishem. They were called Nephilim because they fell and caused the world to fall. And in Hebrew, you call these people Anakim, Anak is like a giant. What does it mean those days? In the days of Enish and the days of Kayin. And afterwards, although they had seen the destruction of the generation of Enish, which uh, the ocean rose up and uh, destroyed a third of the world, the generation of the flood did not humble themselves to learn. So that's, uh, they didn't realize, they, they didn't take a um, hint of what happened in Dead Enish, that this Ukuyunas came and wiped out the third of the world. So, Asheyavayu, when would come, Hayoyodus and Akim Kamesim, the mothers would bear giants like them, like the father. Hagibaidim, Limri Bemokim to rebel against Hashem. Ache Hashem, the men of renown. Oisin Shinikvu Bishemis, Irod Mukhuyol, Mushoyel, Shinikvu Hashem Ovdan. They were called the name of Irod, Mukhuyol, Mushoyolach, who were so named because of their destruction. For they were wiped and uprooted. Another explanation of men of Shimamin, Shimimu Esailam, who made the world desolate. Pasik, hey, Vayadne Kirabara Asadam Baaritz. Hashem saw that the evil man was great in the earth. And every imagination of the heart, Rak, Ra, Kolayim, was evil all the time. 
Hashem regretted that he had made man upon the earth and he became grieved in his heart. He, it was a, a consolation to him that he created him man on the earthly beings. For had he been one of the heavenly beings, he would have caused them to rebel. What does it mean? He became grieved. In other words, man became grieved. In his heart, of Hashem. He entered the thought of Hashem to cause him man grief. This is the Targum Unkelis. In other words, that Vayis uh, Yosef refers to the man. Another explanation of Vayinochim. That Hashem turned from Midas Arachim to Midas Adin. The Machshav of Hashem turned from Midas Arachim to Midas Adin. He was thinking to, to he was, he was uh, considering to, uh, what to do with man. Also, whenever the Torah uses the Lashon of Nichum, it means changing, reconsidering. As the Pasuk says, um, nor the man that he changed his mind. And concerning his servants, he will change his mind. And Hashem regretted all Hashem regretted for appointing Shol. They are all an expression of having second thoughts. And he became grieved. He mourned over the destruction of his handiwork. As it says, like the king is saddened over his son. Now, a Gentile, like he says that uh, this that I wrote to a, a min, a heretic, to refute him, a, a guy asked once Yeshua do you not admit that the Ibishter sees the future? For sure. But it's written he became grieved in his heart. Why did, we, why did he become grieved in his heart if he knew that he, that he knew that the people are gonna sin? So he asked him, was a son ever born to you? Yes. So he said, what, what did you do? What happened when your son was born? So I was happy and I made everyone rejoice. Did you not know that eventually your son's going to die? He says, at the time of he used an expression to him. He said to him, at, at a time of joy is joy, and a time of mourning is mourning. So he said the same thing with Abishter. Even though it was revealed before him, Hashem knows that they would ultimately sin, and he would destroy them. He did not refrain from creating them for the sake of the tzaddikim who were destined to arise from them. Pasuk Zion, last Pasuk of the Parsha. Sorry, second last Pasuk. And Hashem said, I will blot out man whom I created from the face of the earth. I'm going to take everybody out. I'm going to take out the cattle, the creeping things to the, to the birds. Now, a lot of people make a mistake over here. 
people think means I regret that I made man. Now, Rashi doesn't say that. Let's look in a second. He is dust and I will bring water upon him. They also corrupted their ways. Another explanation is everything was created for a person's sake. And since he will be annihilated, so what's the need of the animals? Now, this is what I want to focus on. I regret that I made them. So Rashi says, I am thinking what to do about having made them. Okay, and I'll t- let's finish the parsha, and I'll tell you a nice word from the Rebbe. And Neach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So the Mepharshim asks, and the Rebbe dwells on this, and usually, as Rashi said before, Nechamti always means I regret. So why does Rashi have to say, we know Nechamti means regret. Why does Rashi have to say something? And what's he saying? I'm thinking what to do about having made them. So the Rebbe explains beautifully. Rebbe says that in the previous Pasuk, if you look about Kinichamti, it says, They were speaking about the Abishar's Machshava. And the Abishar's Machshava, he thought, you know, I, uh, perhaps in the Machshava there's a mistake that uh, it's time to, uh, to, destroy the, to destroy the mankind. And then, Pasuk Zayin is telling us, I regretted, what, what did I regret? I regretted the fact that I had a machshavah to destroy mankind. Why? Because of Nayach. Because of what, uh, what's going to happen. And from here, the Rebbe learns, it says, who knows everything, Hashem knows everything, knows the future, knows everything. And from the machshavah, he regretted. And that's why even by Yomer, he didn't even want to bring up Dibur. The idea of the destruction, how much more so we people have to done people a kavs chus, we have to have uh, judge people favorably, and as the Gemara says in Erevin, Oshanara kills three people, kills the person who says it, who hears it, and who said about. So the question is, what are the person who was said about, what did he do wrong? And the answer is, it's because when you verbalize Lashanara, when you verbalize something, Bidibur, your Adid's Dibur has an effect on that person, a Metzius, and that, can, that causes harm to a person. So we have to be very careful. From, we learn from the end of the parsha, Hashem, b'machshava, he only thought about it, but b'dibur, he wouldn't even uh, express such an expression. Okay, it's Shabbos.